This is Rita with Voting Equals Democracy, and today we have a special guest, Isabel Linzer with Freedom House. Now, Isabel, can you please introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, I'm Isabel Linzer. I'm a research analyst at Freedom House, and I am leading our um, research on elections in the digital age. That's awesome. Now, could you please tell me some more about the Freedom House and its overall message and impact? on the community? Yeah, Freedom House is a nonprofit organization that focuses on democracy and human rights around the world. And we've been um, working on this issue now for close to 100 years. We were founded back in um, the 1940s. And Freedom House takes the perspective that human rights are necessary for everybody and should be should be supported and democracy should be supported um, and we do this through through several ways freedom house basically has um, three parts of the organization there's the research and analysis side that I work on uh, you might be familiar with our freedom in the world report for example this comes out of our office and it's a comparative study of political rights and civil liberties in every country in the world so we work on that as well as uh, several other annual reports we then have a program side and they work in countries around the world to engage with civil society and build civil society capacity so helping train journalists um, working with judges um, these kinds of activities and then our third part of freedom house is advocacy and this is mostly focused on the u.s and it's it's Freedom House trying to um, support democracy and support democracy policy in the U.S., um, things like uh, hoping, uh, trying to have the U.S. government advocate to protect um, Uyghurs, um, the, the uh, ethnic, minority, ethnic and religious minority that's been targeted severely by China for the last several years. So those are kind of the three avenues um, that we have, and, and one of our main hopes really is to make understanding democracy and human rights accessible to everybody. And that's definitely one of the parts of my job in the research department. So I'm really glad to be talking to you today. Awesome. Yeah. So just from like the research perspective, why is voting so important? Absolutely. Um, voting, I mean, when you think democracy, voting is usually the one of the first things that you think about. Um and unfortunately, it doesn't always play out that way. This is something we see a lot in our research is that elections aren't inherently democratic. There are plenty of authoritarian countries like Russia and Egypt who hold elections and people go vote, but they don't have a real choice. So paying a lot of attention to voting, even within democratic countries like the U.S., is so important because there's always things that can be improved to make the process more democratic. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, specifically in the light of recent events surrounding, you know, the, the Black community and coronavirus, what is your take on voting? Do you think that voting is something that's essential for all Americans, eligible Americans, this upcoming November? That's a great question. Um, yes, I think voting is so, so crucial, um, but I'm really glad you've raised um, the the issues facing the Black community in voting. Um, I think, you know, like I said, we, we think of voting as this kind of first 
main part of democracy. But we also forget that protest is a huge important part of democracy and making your voice heard in a democracy. And often what we see in our research is if voting isn't giving you the access to democracy that you should have, people use other means of engaging in democracy, like protest. And so this is kind of how I'm thinking about November a little bit, is the reality is that there are a lot of people in the United States who don't have um, full access to voting, even though it's written into law that they do. There are so many um, problems with disenfranchisement in the U.S., and many of them um, specifically affect black voters. Um, And even beyond that, now we have coronavirus, which is a whole new barrier to voting for everybody in the U.S. Um, But unfortunately, I'm very worried that coronavirus is going to magnify existing voter disenfranchisement. And so it's going to make it even harder specifically for black voters to vote. So I'm worried about things like long lines that will happen um, because of the extra time it takes to vote, given all the social distancing measures, um, also closing of polling places that that's been happening for years. But now with coronavirus, there's there's new um, poll closures that are happening um, and also potentially problems with mail in ballots. You know, there's a lot of talk about mail in ballots as uh, a way to vote safely and securely without breaking social distancing guidelines. But unfortunately, Black and Latinx voters are far more likely to have their um, ballots discarded than white voters are. Um, So now if you have everybody voting by mail, then you have a situation where those kinds of disparities might get amplified. Um, So I'm I'm very concerned about how we're going to address these issues as November approaches. A hundred percent. I totally agree with you. If mail-in voting isn't even going to be an option, I think that democracy will definitely be hindered for many and obstructed especially those who are at risk who can't go to the polling centers because they have health problems or there's so many different reasons exactly yeah i think we should we should be expanding voting you know that's that's what's democratic is making sure that everybody can vote who wants to um and and i think that you know the the pandemic obviously represents a real threat to that, but it's also a chance for us to kind of reimagine how participation looks. And maybe as we expand things like mail-in voting in order to deal with the pandemic and expand voting hours and early voting, um, that can be kind of part of a a broader and longer-term change towards making voting more accessible. Definitely. And what is just the ultimate message that you want to spread about democracy? That is another great question. Um, democracy is not an endpoint. You know, you do not achieve democracy. And I think this is something I think about a lot in my work is that you have to keep working towards it. And I, I don't want anyone to take it for granted, you know, that the, the U.S. is a democracy and we live in a democracy. It's something that we should always be critical of, always be asking questions of and thinking about um, how you can be engaged, you know, with your community or just talking to your friends and family about um, about issues you care about. You know, it's something that is on all of us to keep improving. Right. I, I again, once again, agree. I think that there's never that time when you could just give up you always have to fight for your rights and you have to fight for that 
ability to use your voice in society. Exactly. Thank you so much, Isabel, for participating in this insightful and educational interview. Tune into next week's episode to learn more about your voice and your impact in this upcoming election. Thank you.